0: Alright, John, uh, thank you for joining us here at This is Anfield. And uh, as one of Jurgen's key members of coaching staff, we thought who better to ask for their memories of Liverpool's best European nights under Jurgen at Anfield ahead of hopefully a couple of big European nights for the Reds again this season. So we've listed our top five nights under Jürgen and we're going to test your memory and kind of see where we were at and the first one that we're going to kick things off was back in 2016 uh, yeah. against Man United and Daniel Sturridge taking the penalty Yeah. so first time we'd played Man United in Europe yeah. um, Sturridge obviously scored that penalty and just Obviously, Jürgen had not been in the club that long at that point. What what were your thoughts going into that game, the first big one under the lights, Sandfield
1: European night for you? Well, I remember there was a Dutch coaching staff on the other side. That was a a big memory of of us, obviously. Van Gaal and and Frans, who the goalie coach, uh, they were on the Man United staff. And obviously, uh, when you come at Liverpool, you learn quick what the big games are. And then to play them, in uh, in the European game it was massive, and uh, I think we were all fired up and ready for it, and we had a big aggression, and um, um, yeah, I, I, we we all were really uh, aggressive in uh, as a person as well on 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 the bench, you know. It was still on the old stand, and. Uh, I re- I remember me shouting something when we scored the first one <laughs> and and and, uh, and jumping up but uh, I wouldn't repeat what I said but uh, Pete was laughing his head out when he heard it and uh yeah we obviously played really well and uh, we were really on fire and you you know the atmosphere from the crowd it is just amazing the way the crowd is lifting the team over over the, them games
0: was that something you said in Dutch or in English? Was you? <laughs> no, you know,
1: <laughs> I, I was saying it in in in, uh, in English, um, but uh, I wouldn't repeat it. But it was like, yeah, we want to, desperate to win the game, of course. So,
0: and obviously that was quite early in Jurgen's tenure. And what was it like when Jurgen came in? What was the conversations with yourself, and how did it work in terms of you know you, you stayed on within the coaching staff, and since then the goalkeeping coaching yeah. staff have have evolved as well. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, the, when the boss came in, it was like I knew him already for ten years. The way he speaks with you, and the way uh, he he tells things, and the way he he acts, and yeah, you know, it, it, every day is enjoy working with him. Really, to be honest, and I I hope and think for every player, it's the same. Uh, he lifted the whole club basically to a new level, but also the supporters. He changed the atmosphere in the stadium. You know, keep the players or the the, the supporters more in the stadium. You know, he was saying like they left already always earlier, and now they stayed to the last second because he was convinced and telling them that like we will win games in the last seconds of the games. So you have to be there till the final moments and stay behind the team and. You know, he changed the way the people thought about it, and and changed the whole club around, really. From like he said, doubters to believers, and 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 you know, that's all credit to the boss in what he did, and he changed the culture back to what it was in the past by bringing a winning mentality and and uh, a way of work where you can compete and. Try to be the best and the best you can be, basically.
0: And on the photograph there we've got David De Gea in opposition. How much do you study opposition goalkeepers? You know, obviously at the moment we're thinking about Benfica, are you already studying their goalkeepers and which way they might tend to go if it went to
1: penalties? Um How yeah, far v- out? We 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 always do. We have uh, obviously the analysts. They help us. They do a lot. You know, I've I James who uh, is uh, the set play specialist who does a lot of the work, and, and Dan and and Craig. Uh, and they're working also in the department with uh, with Robo. So we have we ha- we have quite a, a big uh, department in that, and they all have their input in helping all pre-game or post-game to give us the stuff we need and obviously we can go to them to say oh we need this or think about this but they they do a lot of work and they don't need too much guiding over all the years we've been working with it uh, you know that's something I started uh, I think when Brandon was the manager to make a goalkeeping meeting especially for the goalkeepers but we always have given information to the players as well on on, on set plays and and, and penalties. So uh, you know, I, I remember Louis always asked me, uh, you know, get me the iPad. I want to see the free kick takers. So we give it. So we we supply that to to them, and, and uh, that's something. Yeah, what we developed over the years, and you you always have to try and add things and and be inventive and think about things to try and help the goalies or the players as much as we can. And. Like how early would
0: you give a goalkeeper, the Liverpool goalkeeper, information on the penalty takers? You know, obviously they sort of get a last minute <coughs> bit of information, but is it something that you work on the day before a penalty shootout or the day before the game or? No
1: we, we uh, yeah all the players practice penalties and also the goalies are in goal to try to save them. So it it works both ways. They they practice on, on, on high level goalies to, to score penalties. And, and and they can practice either way to, to try to make uh, decisions and change uh, corners if they have to, really. And obviously, you look at the opponents as well and, and try to get information on that. But there is no guarantee in the end, you try to help it. You know, it's still you need luck to win as well, but you can prepare as good as you can, really. That That's what we try to do, really. OK, so moving on. Uh, same season, Dortmund arrived at Anfield,
0: and this was the scene that welcomed the coach coming in. You yeah. Know. How well do you remember that, and what was the reaction of all the staff, like that first time? Yeah.
1: Some of the players maybe hadn't seen that before. I, I know, I know. It, it, you know, my, my first time was. Um, I think we could win the league. Uh, under Brendan. Yeah, and, and yeah, it was like getting goosebumps really. The way people were shouting and, and singing and, and the aggression they gave, and that left really the place, and, yeah, with, with the Dortmund game, I think was the first time for the boss, probably it happened like that, and, uh, yeah, then he could see, like, you know, there is a lot of uh, hunger for the team to do something, really, and, and, and the club with all all the supporters are really hungry to win, and I think that that is... Uh, Probably the first, one of the first times he saw that, probably on uh, Anfield. How much do you
0: think that helps the the players? You know, when they get that reception before a big game, a big European yeah, game, especially. Yeah,
1: that pumps the adrenaline. No, so uh, you know, you all get fired up from it. Without losing your head the wrong way, you know, you need to get the right motivation and in the right spirit and your right mindset for the game, really.
0: Okay, so next game we've got here. You're sat quite pensive on the on the bench beforehand. This is when Manchester City arrived in the Champions League. Yeah. What um, What are your thoughts, sort of going when you're sat on the bench pre-match? You know, what what are you thinking about as the goalkeeper coach? Are you all about the match itself, or more specific uh, on the goalkeeper?
1: Yeah, it's most of the times already. I don't sleep too well the night before the game because you're always thinking. You know, if everything is going to be going well, and uh, you know. You know, you take the pressure also from if the goalie plays well or not playing well, so that's always what you have in yourself and and, um, you just hope that everything goes well and that everyone is on it and, you know, ready to win the game, really. And on this game, obviously, City was already a massive team then, you know, and playing good football and they probably were uh, quite quite a bit ahead at that moment compared to us because we, we were still in, in a, a moving forward way if you like with the boss try to implement all his tactics and way of play and, and change players uh, around and stuff and and yeah then obviously we were flying i think in that game pretty much set ourselves in a good start for for the second game and obviously, I could
0: not ask you now about the games that are coming up Then against Manchester City. Is mm. that something that is in the back of your mind at the moment? Obviously, it's a couple of games away, but...
1: Yeah, we, we, we ne- to be honest, and that's the truth, we never think ahead, really. We only focus on the games coming up. We need to have the perfect work that week for that game. We need to have the, the, all, all the, the things, tacticals, uh, working for that game, so we can only work on that, we cannot think ahead really. Watford, they fighting for the lives, we need to be switched on, we have one session to prepare uh, all the players and that's what we try to do and from the Watford game, if the Watford game is done and hopefully we can get a winning result, then you focus on the next one and, and that's what we do and, and yeah, that's like a rhythm and, and a way of work.
0: OK, so moving on to the next game, we've got Roma here, and a certain Mr. Allison Becker <coughs> in goal for the opposition. Yeah. So just firstly, D-
1: different haircut this time.
0: <laughs> very different haircut, different kit. It's wearing blue. Yeah. Um, you know that Roma game. It was mm. a, that ma- the atmosphere that night was incredible. You know, in my opinion. And do you feel that? Can you sense when the crowd is is different?
1: Yeah, you you you, you see you feel that when there's big games, you no, know, and and we lucky at the moment that we have quite a few of them so definitely the the, the European games they are special because the crowd lift but it happens sometimes also in the league although it still can be better at times in the league as well like and, and now especially the next next games, we need the, the supporters massive behind us to help us and give us an extra boost. And I think that should also happen if we play Saturday on a 12.30 kick the kickoff they have to be fired up as well. And hopefully they can help us, because it does help, it, like I just explained before. Obviously, I also remember the, the Shane Cox situation from after the game, and that stick with everyone's uh, memory as well. And, you know that was a bad situation, and you know you talk with everyone after the day after about it, and that kills a little bit the good the good game we had in in that game. And yeah, obviously Ali was in goal. Um, I was Ali following Ali for a long time, so it was good to see him play live uh, as well. And you know, I know he conceded a lot of goals, but if you look back, you couldn't do too much about the goals, really. It was just the way we finished them and the way we played that night. And we, you know, the team was uh, flying and, and uh, made a good step. So, you said there that you've been following Ali for quite a while. Like, mm. how, how long had you, you
0: know, followed him, and how much research goes into scouting a goalkeeper like that? Uh, how involved in the process are you?
1: Yeah, I've been I've been watching. I, I I think well, 2013 was the first time I saw him when he played at international. Um, I asked Doni, you know, like you know, is there any any goalkeepers uh, out in Brazil who I should look at? And then he said, Yeah, look at Ali and. But I, I always get information from other people, or they text me, or if hey, you see this one or that one. Or, but I also go through all the leagues to see if there's a new goalies comes up. And then I, I always try to watch one game, and if I like it, then I keep following it. If I don't like it, I, I write it off because I, I'm looking at a, a special kind of goalie. And in the end, uh, if I need or the club needs goalies, I give a list with what I saw or what I thought. If it's number one, two, three, or if it's a, a young goalie, and if it's a young goalie, obviously you have a, you need to ask people about it and try to get something together on that, and then you keep following them, and every time you know, so it's not like uh, a small job if you like. And I started that when I came to the club on the first day, and. Yeah then you suggest uh, keepers, keep us and then it's up to the club can they afford it uh, or is there a possibility or no possibility to do it and um, yeah. So had you seen
0: Ali live before that night at Anfield? Had you gone over to, yeah. to watch him play in person?
1: We we saw him uh, but because nowadays it 's easy to watch everything you can all the goalies you can watch on uh, on the scouting network, so i I watch only games I never go to games because if I drive to Birmingham to watch a goalie, I can watch the same goalie three games mm. or four games on on a bounce so. Um, so time-wise, it's not not cool to go somewhere to watch a goalie live when I can see it on my laptop and I know if the movements and the positional is good and the way he is moving. So I do my homework there, and then all, we have a lot of scouts as well to to do work on it. They can cut videos and, and show uh, clips as well. And, so it's a big process on that. I'm only uh, a part of it, really, to try and find the next one always, and yeah, that's my passion as well to find the best number one, number two, number three, and young goalies. And I always had that, and try to keep following that up. So yeah, when I saw Ali the first time was, I think, in uh, in the USA uh, live. We played uh, Rome. Um, in a pre-season friendly, and uh, I already told the boss about him, and then obviously he liked the goalie in that game. I said, "Yeah, that's the uh, the one I was telling you about." But we have also talked about other goalies. Uh, I I talked in the past uh, when Neuer was still at Schalke, uh, when Han was at Udinese, and uh, Testeger was in Germany at Gladbach. I, I talked about that as well, and. If it happens or not happens, you know that is not in your hands. Right? So, uh, and obviously with this uh, and with Cy came, it was similar really. And then in the end, obviously, uh, now we spend a lot of money. Uh, the owners uh, wanted to try and find the best goalie out there. And at the time, I said to the boss, "That's the only goalie I would pay the money for." Um, then obviously, Noy is another goalie who who is in a similar way but is already a few years older so um, you know and then obviously, you need to hope that it all fall into place and
0: so with allison then how did, when did you find out that the club were going to press forward and try to sign him was it which yeah. the, the day that they did and that was it or was it a uh,
1: week or two before? No, I, I think it, it works over a longer period but the club will know exactly uh, how, how it works. I, I tell the boss and the boss has more communication with the owners and, and, and with the recruitment guys, and I walk sometimes in the office to the recruitment guys. Did you oh, see this one, or I saw this one? And just small talks. And then the club uh, will do the work. Um, there, I don't get too much involved in that. Really, uh, the boss is in, in that side uh, in charge, and the boss decides uh, if he wants this one or that one. He is in charge of that. Okay, so final game
0: then. Can't- Never forget this one, will we? <laughs> yeah. Post-match Barcelona.
1: Yeah, nice picture, though
0: It's a it's an incredible picture, an incredible moment. Yeah, you know, I,
1: saw, what... I, I saw one of them uh, like full length. Uh, we have it in in Anfield, hanging. It's a nice nice picture to have the whole squad like that. Uh.
0: What what's going through your mind when you know the crowd are in front of you and. The,
1: yeah, reception after that. I mean, it started already with the boss. Really, uh, you know, we, we missed quite missed a few players. No, uh, I think Bobby was not there, and no. Mo not there. Yeah, and then we had uh, Shakiri starting. So, you know, people probably wrote us off. But if you look at the game away, how many chances we had? We were. I, I was sitting on the bench with the feeling, yeah, we, we gonna we're gonna score any time, really. And out of nothing, they scored uh, two, two or three goals. No, and yeah, and then, then you think, uh, oof, now it's gonna be tough. But then, the boss basically uh, said, you know, he had like before the game. I know everyone writes off really, but uh, I have faith and belief in you. You know, it could be a great thing that we could write some history for your grandkids. And and uh, you know we just have to give it our best shot and give it everything you got and try to give all the energy and leave nothing in the tank and then see where does bring. But I have the faith that we can turn it around. I
0: remember Jurgen saying that in the press conference before the game. He said if if anybody can do it, it's us.
1: Yeah, that's what he said in the meeting. yeah, and then you need a bit of luck as well. But you know, in the end, uh, the boys were on fire. You know, and I think everyone would have remembered the boss's speech before the game as well. Do you, as a goalkeeper coach, take
0: a little bit of time to speak just with the goalkeeper for that game, if it's a big game like that, to maybe help with the, the psychology, calm their nerves, or anything like that?
1: No, no, not really, because. Uh, in the end, we do all the preparation in training. We we make uh, sessions where we uh, try to work what the opponent do. We have video analysis with them. We show them corners, free kicks, the way they press us, the way they press the goalie. So you take the calmness, or you you show them and and give them the calmness there really by telling, okay, this is what will happen. So you you kind of. Uh, put the picture already in his mind so he can focus on that. And then when the goalie needs to play, you need to let him play the game and not try to affect it really and let him do his things.
0: Obviously that game leads to Madrid, European Cup number 6 for Liverpool. What was it like for yourself to have been such a big part of delivering a European Cup for Liverpool Football Club?
1: Yeah, I don't see it like that really, to be honest. Uh, I'm more like you want to win every game, and you'd want to do the best you can. You want to prepare the people as good as you can. The goalies, we want to prepare the number one, two, and three all together for the best we can. And and then, yeah, everyone as a club, we want to win, and then hope it will happen. And and, and that's it. I'm not thinking, oh, I I have won this, I won that, but. I do think I want to win more, and I want to win every time, and I want to win every game. That is just in a mentality, and I think if you play for for Liverpool, I think that is what the boss changed around. He changed the mentality in the club from uh, really getting to winners, you know, and and really uh, every game you have to produce the same to get the end result of winning games, and that's a mentality change he made, you know. For Liverpool, you only expect to win, and and that is what you learn, really. Uh, But I I realized that on the first day I stepped into Liverpool as a coach, that we are here to win games. You know, the history tells you that we need to win. So that's. Although I played at Romy, I still had this kind of mentality. And and yeah, that mentality never changed. I was obsessed by winning and be the best and do everything as good as I can. And that doesn't change. And if you win one time you wanna win two times. If you win two times you wanna win three times. And I think the boss, Pete and Pep, we all have this mentality really to be honest.
0: You spoke there about Jurgen's speech before the Barcelona game. That everybody mm. will remember that, right? Yeah. Do you remember his speech after the defeat in Kiev? You know when he sort of promised that there will be more opportunities. And did he? Did uh, you think back to that after they after you won it
1: in Madrid? Um, not really. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I was in the dressing room when he spoke to them. But he did, he, he he doesn't speak too much uh, after the games. He normally takes it the day after. But um, I, I, he probably tried to calm them and say, you know, we go again and, and that's it really. No one knows if we, we will return, you know. You can only hope that you have this opportunity again. So, and I think that's how you always uh, prepare every game you want to win, but you never know if you get to a final or not. It's difficult to say, there's too many obstacles and that's why you have to work from game to game and just focus on that game.
0: Perfect, so moving Mm. on, we're just going to look at some more goalkeeper specific questions. Mm. So really to begin with, I wanted to just get your input on Liverpool have got a unique approach to goalkeeping. I would say, you know, mm. the whole what Jurgen's called the goalkeeping school. Yeah. You know, a big crew of first team goalkeeper coaches and yeah. quite a lot of young goalkeepers within their mm. ranks. It, you know, is that been something that you've worked on with Jurgen, or
1: has it been a club yeah, decision? the boss obviously uh, suggested uh, things because because uh, in the end, obviously, I get older as well. You know, I always had uh, tried to get two young goalies uh, with me, or if we had three experiences, at least one young goalie to try to develop the young goalies and make the next step, you know. We always had, like Danny Ward and stuff, they all made good steps and they all there's quite a few who make it in the league. I, I, I think there must be about ten in the time now playing or so. Obviously, Galaxy was with us as well, you know, Martin Hansen, Di Bozanis, you know, Camille, we just sold this as well, for so we always uh, try to create the, the the goalie for Liverpool, but to become a Liverpool goalkeeper in the squad is not easy, so what we try to do is to put all the things we want from a Liverpool keeper in, with training, and then yeah, they have to reach their own level, and if that means they play League 2, League 1 or abroad, as long as they can make a good living and make a goalkeeping a professional career, that is the aim, and I think that has been over the years gone pretty well and 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 in developed all the time. And by developing, I got a bit older, so uh, then we looked to bring a young coach in, and then I uh, I called to the boss. I said I have to to look at. And uh, and it was between the Southampton goalie coach and Jack, and we we uh, took uh, Jack in the end. And then obviously, you know, you're having four four feet and uh, four hands, so that helps the training, the intensity, the speed. And then we decide uh, with the boss uh, to bring Tavarel in after speaking with Ali. Um, because uh, obviously uh, Taffer has a special way of working as well, and Ali likes that, so we can bring that also then to help the, all the goalies and stuff. And you know, we work a lot on tactical training and positioning, and you know, you want to uh, improve all the aspects of the goalie. What we always have been doing, and, and that's a special way. You know, you you, you work. The training in thinking what happens in the game. So, you put the goalkeeper, let the goalkeeper come in training situations, what happens in the game. So, if that happens in the game, he knows where he has to be in positioning, what is the best body shape, what is the best feet positioning or hand positioning to have the best chance to make the save. And in the end, obviously, in this case, Ali or Kweev. Or Adrian, who is playing, have to make the the decision on the high pressure constantly.
0: When when you've got a young player then coming in, such as say Queeve, hmm. how much of it is um, also looking at old clips? Do you have any goalkeepers who you tend to show Queeve or anybody else examples of? Was you a, you know a Peter Schmeichel fan, a David Seaman fan, or any of the
1: goalkeepers that you? Um, no, I, I'm I'm more a fan of creating. The own philosophy, or the, you know, I'm I'm Dutch, so in Holland we think that the goalie has to be perfect, playing with the feet, and do everything perfect. But that we in Holland, for whatever reason, didn't create too many good goalkeepers, because I think they talk too much, but playing with the feet than making saves. So you need to develop every aspect of goalkeeping. I, I call it like you have to be a jumping athlete because you have to have speed reactions, power, um, you have to have positional play, you have to be able to, for Liverpool to be able to play left foot, right foot, dealing with crosses, 1v1 one one situations, but you have to play high lines. So I was always a coach from Holland where you have to play high lines. So my philosophy, I take as a coach and and I stay with it, and that fit the same way as Liverpool actually wants his goalkeepers to play high lines because we're always attacking, so you need to go for space behind the defenders and yeah that that fitted. I was a goalkeeper who play high lines, try to go for crosses, and be all round and I always think if you teach your goalkeepers in training to be all round, you can play in any team. But if you have a goalkeeper who stands only in the goal for a defensive team and try to be in the hole where the shot goes, then it will be difficult if he goes to a different team where he has to play with a high uh, defensive line, and, and that is really uh, how we try to create our goalkeepers. And you know, I think if you stick with your beliefs, it will create goalkeepers. But you need there is like a, a big huge uh, club in Liverpool so there's a lot of departments and they all have to work together to create this, you know, you have a fitness department, you have the um, everyone in the club to find the right way basically to to help them goalies to come through and all the goalkeeping coaches in the academy they have to have the same way of work and philosophy and they've been working the program we discuss all together. We have always a meeting with the goalie coaches and talk about that. I always mm.
0: think it's interesting when you when you when you've moved into coaching and mm. now that you know what you know now. Mm. How how do we think about your playing career and would that have changed? Like any anything that? Uh, you know, I wish I knew that when I was younger.
1: Yeah, I was a lot of the time my own coach probably um, because. Uh, well, when I was 18, I got the goalie coach. And When I was younger, I did some... It was really small, Then I think when I go professional, then I start to have a proper goalie coach for the first time, really. So I was 18, before that, I did like a week in the summer to a goalie camp from Hoek and that was about it. So I a lot by training, you develop and you think about it. But I started, I think I was... 24 maybe 22 with coaching already kids and and when i was playing in eindhoven i did the whole academy coaching and i did a, a local amateur team in holland uh, the youth teams and and the first team so you you when you start working with kids you start to think about details uh, you know about how to positioning how to attack balls and and what you learn over the years and and, and yeah I'm, can say I'm pretty well schooled in that way. You know, you, you try uh, a girl or a boy who who hasn't got uh, a lot mobility. How can I develop that? What can I do? How can I I make them learn to fall on the floor, and all these kind of things? And I could write a book about that specific details to explain. But we can talk another two days about that. But yeah. And, and that doesn't change, but it does uh, help you lo- uh, later on in, in in football on the highest level as well. If you look at this kind of details, hand shape, feet shape, body body shape, uh, shoulder shape, so there's so much detail to it than just shoot the ball. Uh, because if a goalkeeper is in a technical good shape, he will make less mistakes than if he is in a bad shape. Because you have goalkeepers that they always fall back. So there's a good chance, 90% of the balls, if they save, they cannot hold, or the ball comes straight back in play. So they give a second chance and the second chance away, and they say, oh yeah, it's a great save. No, if he if he is in the right shape, he can catch it, or he can deflect it to an area where there's no second chances, and that is also goalkeeper. And there's a lot of uh, tactical uh, thinking and and positioning, and, and yeah goalkeeping is a lot of uh, yeah how can i say it you always when you have to think okay the ball is there i need to think about this positioning i need to think about this and that so this goes a lot in in positional thinking where all the players are where the, where's the best position i need to be this, i need to know if the ball is on that side how many players going to be in the box because then i know where i roughly have to be if there's only two players in the box then i need to be and in the good positioning for the ball, but also in between the two players, so I can deal with both. If the ball goes to the near post, one I can deal with that. If it goes to the far, I can deal with that. In one you one situation is the same. What do I do? What do I give him? It's a mind game. Try to have I have more time or less time? But I have to be in the right positioning and make it hard for him. And yeah, that is all the things you have over the years, and you use it and try to help the goalies with. But you know, obviously they all improve themselves also by looking at each other and talk with each other.
0: I always say it's a difficult it's like a poison chalice for a goalkeeper because if a striker misses five chances and scores one he's remembered for that one, right? Yeah. But the other way around for a goalkeeper if he makes five saves but misses one he's remembered for the one that he missed.
1: Yeah but that is also part of being a goalkeeper, no you the best goalies make the least mistakes and that's always how you have to drive as a goalie. I, I don't want to make mistakes, I want to keep clean sheets, I want to keep everything out. There's a mentality, you know, you can be technical or tactical a really good goalkeeper, but if you miss that little bit of heart, you want to keep the ball out the net, you're going to be an average goalie, because the goalies always remember by how many clean sheets they make, or how many times they make saves and no mistakes so that, that's life of our job and we have to deal with it and that that, that is a kind of pressure you always have and you have to deal with that obviously alison managed to get one
0: at the other end and actually scored one for himself. You know What was going through your mind that day? Because it was, it was an emotional day as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of everything. Oh, it's, it was a tough season, really, for the way everything went. You know, uh, injuries left, right and centre. Ali losing his dad in a tragedy, really a sad time. And then obviously, you know, we're fighting on to try and get still in the top four, really. And, you know, in the end, uh, yeah. It was great that we uh, we needed to win that game to stay in the race, and from that moment it gave the team a boss and and we we fired on again.
0: Can you imagine what that would have been like in a stadium with supporters? You know, it's been a bit surreal that such a big moment happened without without fans there.
1: Yeah, yeah, but football without fans is not not great, no. Uh, everyone missed that, and you know, hopefully that would never happen again. But uh, there's no guarantee, and and we just have to uh, be happy that all the supporters are back and lift us uh, that way again.
0: Did you happen to see any of the legends' game on Saturday against Barcelona and mm-hmm. the Barcelona goalkeeper put in almost man of the match performance at yeah. age 55 or whatever he was?
1: Yeah, Did... I saw a few a few clips. I saw. Yeah. Did, do you ever? Think I had,
0: we spoke to a lot of the players in and around the game over the weekend, mm. and they all seemed so grateful to be back and to be in front of the crowd again. Yeah. Do you, do you ever think, oh, I might try and play in one of the legends games and feel the yeah. atmosphere
1: <laughs> of Anfield? Yeah, but I'm not a Liverpool legend. Uh, I, uh, I I I didn't play for Liverpool, so you know you have to respect uh, that that's the case, and you know it's good for them to enjoy the support from the club. And, and it's a great thing uh, for everyone really to see all them great players on the field together uh, and I know yeah, they can all not perform the way they are but they still have some good skills and it's just nice to see them all together again and I think that's what uh, all the supporters uh, feel as well.
0: Just finally then, we often get asked about players playing outfield and goalkeepers wanting to play in midfield. and. I'm sure Allison would be a, a great midfielder or forward, but out of the current squad, outfield player who would make the best goalkeeper?
1: First of all, they have to be tall, so there's not the many, many, uh, many would fit my profile because we haven't got too many tall uh, guys. No, you need to cover space. Poof, um, I have to think.
0: Uh, if we're in the Champions League final. Yeah, I mean, you've got to put an outfield player in goal for the last ten minutes. Who, who are you going with? I,
1: I never thought about it because I never think I, I hope I come in this situation. I know it happened in Trami one time oh, yeah. in my time when I had to go off and we put. Uh, it was funny <laughs> because uh, we uh, <laughs> we we play and I had to come up. I had to come off, so we put the number two goalie in. And uh, the number number two goalie comes off one minute before halftime with with the big uh, white thing, so he was concussed. So we had to put a player in goal. So then the players were discussing who to go in goal. And we put uh, Theodore Whitemore in goal. uh, And Ian Goodison said to Theo, Theo, this is not Jamaica, (laughs) this is a different game, you know. So, but Gary Jones wanted to go and go, but he did a more going and go. But uh, we lost the game 4-1, I think. Then, um, but uh, yeah. Well, Liverpool had the situation
0: when Jose Enrique going? <coughs> goal. Yeah, I was there, no. But he, he's certainly not tall.
1: No, that was true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was was it the Newcastle game? Yeah, I Newcastle, think. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He, he he didn't concede after that, no. But we we lost the game, I think, no. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. But I didn't answer your question yet. <laughs> I'm still thinking. Wh- nobody
0: fancy themselves for five minutes in training. You always get an outfield player that fancies a little bit about throwing yeah. themselves around.
1: M- Millie probably, aggression-wise, want to do it, and you know he is uh, a guy who can do everything really. What 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 you can think of. So, um, but he's not tall. But uh, I think he has the right mentality. You want to keep the ball out the net, so that will help one. So. Because I have no much choice in height wise I'd probably stick with Miri, I guess because he has the, the right mentality and and you know he, he wants to to win and so that will help. That'd be perfect because I need to have played in every single position. Yeah.
0: For throughout his career. So I know, yeah. That'd
1: cap it off beautifully. And, and it's unbelievable what career he has now, and Absolutely. what he has done. You have to respect that a lot. John,
0: thank you very much for your time, really appreciate it. No problem.